At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a football Friday. It's been a football Friday throughout the day here on VSIN, but there's a lot going on. And we got a good show on tap today. Aaron Renning's going to be with us in 15 minutes, get his thoughts on the NFL slate. Scott Kellen as well. 15 minutes after that, as we'll get his thoughts on this week, too. Some best bets from both guys. We also have four playoff games today in Major League Baseball, one of which is currently underway. We'll update that really quickly, humans. The Chicago White Sox have tied it up. It was a 2-1 lead for Houston, but Frambar Valdez, who's having a little trouble on his break and stuff, fine at the strike zone, uh, ultimately gives up a single that scores a run for Luis Robert, who, remember yesterday, we saw him take a hit to the hand. Looks like he's going to be fine. So it's a 2-2 tied top of the fifth inning, and Dusty Baker, one of the... Um, seasoned veteran managers in this series uh, has gone to the bullpen. So we'll see what the Astros can do here. Yeah. I don't have much interest in this game. I know there's a lot of betters on the white Sox side uh, because they dropped the first game. They always beat lefties and uh, Lucas Giolito's on the mound today. I did not play that side and uh, we're tied two two, but I do have a lot of interest in the baseball playoffs. And this is awesome with four games on a Friday, even though it is a football Friday. So let's get back to football. Okay. All right. Thursday night football last night. And the Los Angeles Rams get themselves a victory, 26-17. to 17. Now, there was a lot here. The fact that we saw Geno Smith come in at the end of this game because Russell Wilson's finger um, got dislocated. It was a bad sprain, I think, is the official diagnosis as of the reports this morning. But a 26-17 to 17 victory for the Los Angeles Rams. And you know what? I got to tell you, humans. So, the final score, it's a nine-point deficit for the Seattle Seahawks. A less than impressive victory for the L.A. Rams. Sure. And even going back to last week against the Arizona Cardinals, just consistently shooting themselves in the foot, you know, time and time again, whether it's, you know, last week where it's key fumbles by a guy like Sonny Michelle, whether it's Matthew Stafford throwing interceptions. Like, it was just a really disjointed effort from the L.A. Rams, I thought, last night. Yeah, I think sometimes as a better, you can't fool yourself. You have to look at games honestly. If you were on the Rams' side last night and they win by nine, you're like, oh, yeah, I was on the right side. I knew it the whole way. Well, here's the deal. If um, I thought it was a somewhat bogus holding call on the Seahawks right before the half that wiped out the touchdown. Right. If that's not wiped out, it's 14-3 Seahawks. You're talking about a totally different game. Because after that, they missed the field goal. They should have gone into the half up 14-3. They go in up 7-3. It's a totally different game. So... I thought Sean McVay did a really poor job with his play calling in the first half. And uh, the Rams, in general, just um, played a, a really poor uh, first and second quarter. 
And then they came out and flipped the game in the in the second half. And I'm not going to blame, you know, if you're on the Seahawks side, you can't blame the Russell Wilson injury for this because Geno Smith played lights out. He did? He drove the offense 98 yards cold, comes in off yep. the side. I don't know. I didn't see Russ do that all night. And, well, so, uh, by the way, even the interception, obviously not his fault. His receiver falls down on the yeah, route, slips. Right. So, like, no, I thought I was actually amazed by Geno Smith. And it's funny. So, the touchdown drive, he leads them down. And I, I thought about you because you had been talking about this. You know, the Rams' corners have not been playing very well over the last two weeks. Right. And you, you go again in that situation where the Rams' corner completely misplays it, stops in the middle of the route. Let's, I think it was DK Metcalf on the left side. Just like, oh, yeah, I'll go up and get that. Like, it was such a weird game. And the last two have just been so poor for this Rams' defense and for these Rams corners. And if you look at it from like a grading standpoint, Jalen Ramsey, according to PFF, 52.8 yesterday, you and 60 for Robert Rochelle gave up that touchdown. Like there was not a single guy in pass coverage for the Rams who graded higher than about that 68 range. I didn't think the Rams played really well on either side of the ball. You didn't Aaron Donald didn't make a huge impact on the game. Uh, He did get back pressured the quarterback a couple times, but uh, I was, I was not that impressed by the way the Rams played last night, but the bottom line is in the NFL, you get to win, you get to cover, and you get out of town, and uh, uh, we move on to uh, the rest of uh, week five. So I think the Seahawks and the Rams both have some issues going forward, and uh, the Seahawks obviously have more problems with their defense. Yeah, Rams are a good team, but not as good as uh, perception at the, you're right at that point after right. what we've seen over the last two games. Quick aside, the White Sox have taken a 3-2 lead there in the top of the fifth inning. They have runners on first and second and just one out. All right, let's get to the rest of week five in the National Football League. We're gonna, we'll take a different tact here this week. Usually we just run through the rotation throughout the entire show, but we're going to scatter some games because, of course, we do have ER and Scott Kellen joining us later in the program. So let's start with a game that I think is pretty fascinating, Bears and Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders in this spot here coming off of a Monday night loss to the we almost said it, Los Angeles Chargers. Vegas five and a half across the board with a total of 44 and a half. A couple of fives popping up, but it's not like that 49ers game, which we'll get to later. So what do we make of Las Vegas? Because this is the interesting part for me defensively. I think we have seen right against the Chargers, especially early on. Secondary is not as good as we kind of saw through the first few weeks. But they could still take advantage of some bad offensive lines, and they get another one here this week against the Chicago Bears. One of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Yep. And a rookie quarterback who's looking to just basically scramble and make plays and improvise this weekend. You know, Matt Nagy, is there a coach in the league who has less of a clue than this guy? (laughs) He he comes out of training. How many times have you heard him say, Andy Dalton's our quarterback if he's healthy? Dalton's our quarterback. Dalton's our quarterback. Fields plays. One mediocre game against the Lions, which the Bears win because the Lions are completely inept. And, yeah, uh, Justin Fields our quarterback going, going forward. forward. <laughs> Do you have any sort of plan? Can you stick to your plan? Um, and Nagy no longer calling plays. What is he? We, you know, one of our uh, viewers pointed out a couple days ago, he's no more than Jason Garrett at this point in his late stages with the Cowboys when he was just a clapper. He's he, an expert game manager. He knows when to call timeouts. He, he, he can't do that either. <laughs> so what, what is Matt Nagy doing? Right. Yeah. He's uh, he's basically a powerless head coach. Uh, I, I think this is a a must win type of game for the Raiders. You're going to be a playoff team. You cannot lose at home right. to a poorly coached team with a rookie quarterback. Not only that, a rookie quarterback behind a bad offensive line, and the Bears have not been that great defensively either. Uh, so I think um, the Raiders need to take care of business here. And uh, if you like the home favorite, five's not a prohibitive price. On the Raiders, they should win and cover that. It's not one of my plays this week, but if you force me to pick a side, I would go with the Raiders. Yeah, I think you hit it well. Like if if you're going to be one of these teams that is competing in the AFC West and fighting for one of those playoff spots, this is this is the game where you win. Like you should be able to take care of a lesser opponent, the Chicago right. Bears. We talked about. I think one of the other matchups here is the flip side of it, which is you know I think. From a reputation standpoint, the Bears still have that, hey, really good defense. Secondary is not as good. They do have talent along the front line, though. And this offensive line for the Raiders has not been very good either. So this is going to be a pretty big test for guys like Leatherwood and company who have been kind of shaky in terms of their pass. How how does the Bears defensive line grade out right now? Because I I think the Bears defense is mostly living off reputation. I've watched a couple games where you don't even hear Khalil Mack's name called. Yep. Uh, so if if we're talking about just from like a uh, pass rushing grade by PFF standards, mm. they are 10th right now in the National Football League, and I'll get you their pressure rate in two seconds. Yeah, it's a little bit better than what I thought it would be. But the Bears are – that defense is living off reputation. They don't have the same oh, yeah. number of playmakers out there. The Raiders should win this game, win it handily. You remember when the Colts came to Vegas last year, and the Colts were making a playoff push, and they took care of business. They ran over the Raiders, won the game like they should have. That's what the Raiders need to do to the Bears here. If you're a playoff team – 
you don't fool around with uh, pathetic teams like the Bears. Uh, overall pressure rate would put them right about, uh, we'll call it 18th to 17th in the National Football League. Quick count on, right? So they do need to improve in that regard. But bad offensive lines allow mediocre pass rushes to get a little bit better. So maybe this is going to be a spot where they can get a little bit better. So with that, let's go to the early game on Sunday. Cross the pond, Jets, Falcons. Injuries, I think, the story here, especially when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley out, Russell Gage out, Marlon Davidson along the defense line out, and your safety, Eric Harris, is questionable. And we have seen a slight shift here, right? We saw the market sit around three and a half for most of the week. Not only are those gone, we're talking about two and a half or threes with altered juice. So minus three, even money, plus, or excuse me, minus 120 on the plus side, minus two and a half, minus 120 if the shops hang in the two and a half. So, what do you do with this? South points at three minus one ten. They never alter the juice. I kind of think the Jets are pretty live here, but again, there's better situations than taking the Jets on a neutral field in London against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, you said, what do you do with this? I'm not doing anything right. with this game. It's an early game in London, and uh, I think it's going to be the least bet game on Sunday. Uh, the Jets. Yeah, I saw, I saw some positives. I, I've seen a couple positives the last couple weeks, even last week, with uh, Zach Wilson, his performance without two of his wide receivers mm-hmm. on the field. Similar to how Daniel Jones carried the Giants without Shepard and Slayton, two of his top wide receivers. So I think there's some positive for the Jets. Do I want to jump on the Jets here? No, I don't want to do it. And uh, I don't trust the Falcons in the favorite role either. And Calvin Ridley's going to miss this game for Atlanta. It's still going to be Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I, I, this is an easy pass for me. I actually, there's always a few games on the board you yeah. look at right away. You say, yeah, I'm not going to be involved. And that was me with Jets Falcons. The big thing here is, does he get Zach Wilson the same shoddy secondary play that the Tennessee Titans provided them last week against the Titans on throws 20 or more yards downfield, four or five for a touchdown, had four big-time throws. So uh, hey, He can make big-time big <laughs> yep. throws, no question about it. It's just, is he going to get protection? And uh, how many mistakes is he going to make in the course of a game? I, I just don't feel like uh, betting on the Jets is one of my uh, – Top plays this week. Last week you were kicking yourself because you did take a piece of the Lions against Chicago. I'm does, still still ticked off. Does about. ten on the road entice you? The market's been all over Minnesota here. Now we're up to ten at most spots with a total of forty nine and a half. No, after I beat myself up <laughs> over this all week for taking the Lions against the Bears, I'm not going to do it this week. I do think ten is an inflated number, uh, and if uh, you're going to play this, I think you'd have to look at the dog in a double digit situation. At the same time. I know the Vikings are going to be really popular with a lot of people on teasers, and I don't blame anyone who played the Vikings, knocked it down from 8.5 to 2.5 on a teaser. Uh, aside from last week when he was pressured heavily by that Browns defensive front, Kirk Cousins has been great this year, and I, I would expect yep. Cousins to be really good in this game too. Uh, injuries front and center here as well, and this it might explain some of the line move in favor of the Vikings because you have Trey Flowers, T.J. Hawkinson, Panay Sewell, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams all questionable for the Detroit Lions coming into this contest. On the other side... Dalvin Cook, questionable what we saw the other week, right? Alexander Madison and a running scheme like that, there's not that much of a difference between the two. All right, on the other side, uh, let's talk to Aaron Renning, who's going to be with us. We'll handicap what he's looking at this week in the National Football League. But a reminder that the NHL season almost here, and that means our hockey betting experts are ready to go. VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide now available. Strategies and best bets for the season ahead. We're going to get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, predictions for teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. Guides a must-have. Key insights data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com. Football Friday rolls on. ER is going to be with us on the other side. It's the edge on vcin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best one yet. Start with your VSIN free trial today. Get full access to our sports betting experts, 24 7 video stream, and more. Again, everything VSIN has to offer for only 22 bucks a month. Sign up now at slash subscribe. It is a football Friday, but a very quick update. Astros get out of the top of the fifth. So in the bottom of the fifth inning, White Sox, though, did do damage there. They're up 4-2 now over the Astros after trailing 2-1 going into that top half of the inning. So they get a two-run lead, but Lucas Giolito just walks Jose Altuve. So we'll see if the Astros can get something with their leadoff man on. With that, let's welcome in Aaron Renning, who's nice enough to give us some time today on this football Friday. ER, good to talk to you. Uh, Let's dive right in. Uh, And actually, I think a sneaky candidate for one of the better games this weekend is going to be Eagles and Panthers. So let's get your thoughts on this. Last week, uh, I was in on Carolina, thought, hey, you know what? This is the spot where you can play play against them, right? This defense, not that they're fraudulent, but taking on some bad opponents. And this Eagles team offensively has done a pretty good job over the last couple of weeks. What's your read here between these two as the Panthers are down to about a three-point favorite against Carolina, or excuse me, against Philadelphia with a total of 45 and a half? Oh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Guy. Um, always happy to come out and talk a little bit of NFL. Yeah, very intriguing matchup. You know, the, I, I was high uh, on this Eagles team uh, to start the campaign. You certainly saw them uh, play well that week one, and a lot of that uh, was because I thought they are going to be uh, very underrated along the offensive line and defensive line. Uh, that has certainly kind of wilted here uh, the last couple of weeks, and the results – uh, have followed. I, I'm going to focus uh, on the total uh, in this game. And uh, JVT, it's interesting you mentioned uh, how well the offense has looked at times. Uh, certainly, uh, you go back to uh, last week against Kansas City up and down the field and uh, kind of, I, I guess, probably more the fourth quarter uh, against Dallas. Had, had some issues against San Francisco and against Atlanta. But, you know, that's this offensive line now. Uh, down a couple of guys, down a couple of key guys. Obviously, they lose Brandon Brooks once again on IR, but uh, Lane Johnson kind of missing in action. And, you know, over the years, we've seen the results uh, when he has played and when he hasn't played uh, for this offense. So I I think as the season goes on, you know, teams can kind of catch up to what the Eagles are doing with Jalen Hurts, et cetera. And Carolina, obviously, a very good front here. Uh, capable from a defensive standpoint. I I think you're getting some value with some of the Eagles' results. They probably played uh, arguably the two best offensive teams in in the NFL the last couple of weeks in Kansas City 
uh, and uh, obviously the Dallas Cowboys as well. Uh, Sam Darnold and the Panthers are definitely uh, not quite uh, on that level, and uh, sounds like McCafferty's going to be out once again uh, this week. And, you know, the Panthers have had a lot of issues with that offensive line as well. So uh, I'm going to take a shot here with Darnold and uh, Hurts under the total. All right, you can play that under 46. I think that's the best yep. number out there in the market right now. What do you see in this uh, Packers-Bengals game? Is the price cheap on the Packers at minus three? going to buy into the home dog Bengals? Um, I actually got a couple of bets, uh, smaller bets on this game. Uh, I did come in with the home dog uh, on the Bengals. And, you know, I've been anti-Bengals for a number of years, and I bet them under season wins, uh, which uh, certainly doesn't look good at all. But going to try to get my money back and maybe back them uh, in some right spots. And I think this is a good spot to, to bet them. And some of why I did was down on this team, um, you know, and when I bet a lot of the season over under wins, it was, you know, maybe a week or two in a training camp. And, you know, it sounded like Burrow was struggling and, and just was not the same player he was last year uh, with that knee injury. But, you know, as camp went on, preseason went on, and I think we've seen this in the regular season so far, he's been able to build co- uh, confidence. I think this offense uh, has a chance to continue to improve uh, moving forward this year. He's obviously working with some playmakers. Uh, at the wide receiver position. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, there's always a few of these very top-heavy teams in the NFL, and I think Green Bay certainly fit, fits the mold uh, for that. Obviously, offensively with Aaron Rodgers, he's fine. But from a defensive standpoint, um, you know, like they're going to be without their two best guys here as Darius Smith continues to be out. But to me, it's very much a blow. Uh, at the quarterback position when uh, J.R. Alexander is going to be out for a while. Uh, that means, you know, one of the biggest drop-offs you'll see in the NFL is he goes out, Kevin King comes in, uh, gets more playing time. So I think Cincinnati can move the ball, uh, score some points here. Uh, you look at what, uh, you know, the Bengals have played so far, uh, the, you know, even the last three weeks, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, all very challenged. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, all three of those games go under. And, you know, the Packers, they played an interesting schedule as well. And arguably, this would be the best offense they they faced, maybe not uh, including San Francisco. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers really hasn't had to pit, uh, push the issue uh, for this offense at times. But I think he's going to have to uh, in this game. So, uh, yeah, I, I got uh, the underdog Bengals, and I got a bet over the total here. All right, I know you're going to go out to the Bears-Raiders game in Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Are you going to have action on it? How do you handicap this matchup with uh, rookie quarterback Justin Fields starting for the Bears this week in Vegas? Uh, yeah, looking forward to it, guys, to get out there and uh, watch a Raider game. Always, uh, I don't think I've been to an NFL game in uh, over 20 years. Uh, you're in the business of betting the NFL, etc., but and, and, man, I have not bet this game, but I was thinking about that when I woke up today. I, I'm <laughs> like, i, I got to come up with some sort of bet uh, on this game. I, I do kind of lean uh, towards uh, towards the Chicago and the Bears, uh, plus the points. I think it's it's not a bad matchup uh, for this team when you consider uh, the Raiders pretty decimated in the secondary at the quarterback position. Uh, the Bears and Fields obviously showed, you know, last year or last week, I'm sorry, it was against Detroit. Uh, but they were able to hit some big plays. Uh, and that really makes the world go around for what everything the Bears want to do. It sounds like uh, perhaps Bill Lazor now calling the plays for the Bears. That seems like a plus uh, as well. And, you know, the Bears uh, should be able to at least shut down the run, very capable from a defensive standpoint. So, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm kind of leaning here on uh, betting Chicago on Sunday. You know, JVT, that's one thing we didn't talk about. That is a positive for the Bears. Bill Lazor is going to call plays instead of Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's a massive positive. <laughs> ER with it. All right, ER, uh, let's go to Sunday night because this is uh, setting up to be one of the better games, of course, on the board. Rematch of the AFC Championship game, Chiefs and Bills. Uh, if you look at some of the money and ticket splits, by the way, VEASAN.com, you can check that out. Uh, the Bills, a very popular wager for the most part. Chiefs, three, two and a half, altered juice, depending on where you shop. Uh, where do you stand here? Totals at 57. Yeah, I'm going to come in and I'm going to go uh, over the total. I'm going to continue with the totals. Uh, it's obviously a, a tall uh, a tall total to get over uh, by NFL standards. And obviously, if you've watched uh, Kansas City for a number of years, and certainly this year, it's been all offense, no defense, basically the best offense in the NFL, the worst defense. And, 
you know, you go back their first three games of the year, and really all four games, they probably should have scored 30-plus in all four games. The game against the Chargers, 24 points, but it seemed like turnovers uh, did them in. And everybody knows, obviously, what this team is capable from an offensive standpoint. But, guys, uh, this defense uh, is especially troubling uh, for the Chiefs. I mean, you know, again, last week the the Eagles were playing without four starters on that offensive line, and the Eagles go up and down the field, score 30 points. In fact, uh, had three touchdowns called back yeah. by penalties, uh-huh. turned 21 points into, uh, what, six points uh, for, the, for the Eagles in that game. No punts by either team. Uh, so uh, that kind of tells you where this Kansas City defense is. And you, you go back to and, – and then you move over to the Buffalo and – JVT, you kind of mentioned it in that first game, or I'm sorry, the first game we talked about with the Panthers, uh, you know, a little bit more who we uh, – or not who that we thought they were last week uh, with that defense against Dallas. You know, maybe that's kind of the same thing here with Buffalo when you go by who they've played uh, so far. Obviously, with Buffalo so far, uh, Pittsburgh, who's been a dead-under team, and then three backup quarterbacks uh, with uh, Brissett in Miami, Obviously, Henneke and, and Washington uh, and uh, the debacle with that Houston Texans offense last week. And, you know, they've won big the last three weeks, so they haven't really had to show a lot from an offensive standpoint. They really haven't had to hit the gas pedal uh, in, that, in, in the second half as well. And in the red zone for Buffalo so far, 12 touchdowns uh, in 21 trips inside the red zone. We know that they should be able to do better than that here. Um, uh, again, um, for, for, against this Kansas City defense. Probably one of the bigger jumps you'll see in the NFL from Davis Mills to uh, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And, you know, we've seen teams be aggressive against this Chiefs team when they play them. Uh, won't settle for field goals. We'll try to go for touchdowns. Aggressive on fourth downs as well. So uh, that's one of the reasons why we've had these uh, high totals in Kansas City. I'm going to continue that trend. I think this goes over the total on Sunday night. All right. Follow him on Twitter at ER Sports One, professional sports better, contributor at BSIN, Aaron Renning. Hey, in the last 30 seconds, are you getting any sleep or are you up around the clock studying the NBA? Uh, it's, it's actually pretty much up around the clock yeah. at this point. Next week is going to be worse. But hey, I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to uh, JBT's other baby he's having. <laughs> uh, the end of the. the, the, the uh, <laughs> The NBA playbook. Well, that must be next week, JVT. Yep, on two or on Monday. So, very, very thank you. I appreciate that. That's three babies you're going to have this fall. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one more than the human baby. All right, ER, thanks a lot, man. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. All right, real quick update. Lucas Giolito's day is over with. He walks Jose Altuve. He walks Alex Bregman. There's a flyout in between, so we'll see if the Astros can get something done. 4-2, just one out, runners on first and second. We'll be back. Scott Kellen joins us. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke free, spit free, and hassle free tobacco alternative. It can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime, so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint coffee, and citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet, no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine. It's only for adult nicotine consumers, 21 or older. Learn more. Find your local retailer at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N. Dot com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Let's go from nicotine to the sugar daddy, Scott Kellen. That's right. Scott <laughs> Kellen's going to be with us. Uh, <laughs> you can hear a laugh in the background very quickly. Astros have tied it up. It is 4-4, bottom of the fifth wow. inning. Uh, Larusa goes to Garrett Crochet. Tony Larusa is going to be second guess. Yeah, well, Lucas Giolito gets pulled. He goes to Garrett mm-hmm. Crochet. Not exactly a ground ball guy, and uh, problem with walks. He walks a dude, but uh, loads the bases. Yuli Guriel comes up. Finds the gap, and it is now 4-4 between these two clubs. All right, Scott Kellen's with us. Scott, let's go to the NFC East because I'm really interested in this matchup between the Giants and the Cowboys. Humans and I share a play here. Giants catching a full touchdown against Dallas. Daniel Jones has been playing pretty well, uh, and 
I'll just put it this way. What do you see here? Seven point spread with a total of 52. Yeah. Uh, good to be with you guys, by the way. Happy Friday. Uh, I, so I originally played the total in this over at 51 and a half. I kind of make the total about 51 and a half. So it's not necessarily value from that standpoint, but I think the way this game is going to play out and then uh, I'll wrap it up at the end, just kind of recommending maybe a team total over Dallas. I think that actually has more value, but looking at both these teams, they're both in the top half of the league in terms of lowest sack percentage allowed. Uh, and both teams are in the bottom 10 in terms of generating pressure on the quarterback, which obviously just translates to both these guys should have time to throw the ball. Uh, and, and both these teams in terms of uh, offensive net offensive success rate, they're both in the top 10 as well. So they're both, which is kind of weird for the Giants. We've always thought of the Giants of having a bad uh, offense and a good defense. They've kind of flipped that script. Their offense is above average, and the defense has uh, not been as good. And both these teams in the secondary, you know, Trayvon Diggs plays the first series from the ball. All right, Scott. Hey, Scott, I'm going to cut you off real quick. We're going to reset the line because uh, technology is fickle and is cutting in and out every other second. So, does We're seem like back. We're getting back within 60 seconds. Follow Scott yep. on Twitter at SixthSenseNFL. Also, SixthSenseSports.com. You want to check out the website, see his in depth uh, analysis on each of these NFL games. And uh, Scott does a great job breaking them down. And uh, we got four games to talk with him about after Giants Cowboys here. But you and I are both on yep. Giants plus seven. And when we did the show Sunday night, this was Giants seven and a half. No surprise. I think that that hook uh, disappeared here on the underdog. And do we have Scott again? Mm -hmm. All right, bring him back. Scott, uh, you want to finish up what you're saying about Giants-Cowboys? Yeah, I was just saying, uh, you know, both these secondaries I think is is weak, uh, and neither team really puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. The last thing I would throw in here, though, I I like the team total over for Dallas as long as you can get it under 30. The last seven games that Dak has played at home, uh, the Cowboys have scored 31 or more points in all seven of those games. They've gone over the total in all seven. So I think over 52 is okay, but I think the better play here might be Cowboys over the team total of uh, anything under 30. I think it's probably 28 and a half. And remember, these two played this exact same week last year when Dak got hurt, 37-34, 71-point game. The Red Rifle was the hero for the Cowboys. Andy Dalton came in to save the day for Dallas, but it was all downhill after that week for the Cowboys without Dak. Scott Kellen with us at Six Cents NFL. Scott, the Buccaneers have uh, been lucky to escape in a couple of games against the Cowboys and against the Patriots. Uh, I would hope that's not the case uh, for Tampa Bay this week against the Miami Dolphins. Bucks are 10-point favorites. Total is 48. Which way are you going to play this game? Uh, it's going to sound like a broken record here, Matt, but team total, again, I'm going to go over anything under uh, 30. I think you can find maybe a 28.5 juiced or 29.5. I've got them scoring just under 33 points. Since Brady came to Tampa Bay, uh, the Buccaneers have scored 31 or more in five of the six home games they've played where they've been favored by seven or more points. Uh, in, in other words, playing an inferior team. The other game was 26-14, I think, over the Vikings last year. I, and Tampa Bay has been gone for a couple weeks. Yes, their offense hasn't looked fantastic, but I do think coming back home where they're comfortable against this Miami team, and the offense for Miami has been brutally bad uh, from a yards-per-play standpoint. They're one yard below average, uh, and the only other team that's worse than them is the Bears. If they can't move the ball, that's also going to give Tampa Bay some short fields uh, as well. I think Tampa, their offense will be back on target this week, uh, and I would look to play them over their team total as long as it's under 30. I like it. All right, let's go to Browns and Chargers. Uh, right now, we're looking at the Chargers. Upwards of a two-and-a-half-point favorite now, uh, Scott. Total sitting around 47, 47 and a half. That move coming after the news officially that we have a torn labrum for Baker Mayfield. What's your play here? Uh, I played under 48 and a half early in the week. I know that number's gone. So I would play 48 or higher. So if this kind of comes back up a little bit, I would play the under. Uh, Cleveland has been pretty poor this year, bottom 10 in the league in terms of giving up pressure on the quarterback. Chargers top 10 in, in putting pressure on the quarterback. So I think they will make life a little bit more difficult for Cleveland there. The Browns are not a big play offense, at least through the air. They're bottom 10 in the league in that regard. But the Chargers also have been fantastic in limiting big pass plays. Uh, they are fourth best in the league. They allowed Dallas two big pass plays, KC two, and the Raiders last week three. And, and when you throw in Washington, those are teams that were averaging about four big pass plays a game. They've allowed those teams on average about two. So they, they're taking that away as well. So there's no big chunks there. But I do think Cleveland can move the ball here a little bit. They average over five yards a rush, and the Chargers are giving up well over five yards a rush. I think Cleveland will be able to move the ball on the ground a little bit. 
I would play Cleveland in a teaser here. Um, and then I also like uh, the under if you can get 48 or higher. Both these teams' passing offenses are a little bit above average, but their passing defenses are well above average, which should give advantage to the defenses from that standpoint. At 48, even 47, but more, more importantly, 48, we're looking at the, an average score in an NFL game, and if we've got defenses that are better than average, I think the under 48, if you can get it, is a good play, and certainly uh, teasing Cleveland up. They've got some injury issues, but I think grabbing you know eight and a half or eight points on a teaser uh, gives Cleveland a, a good chance to get in there with the teaser as well. All right, and a fellow handicapper, Scott Kellen, with us. Aaron Renning was on the previous segment breaking down the uh, Packers-Bengals game. What's your angle on this one with the Packers? Three-point road favorites, total of a 50-and-a-half, Scott. Uh, I like Cincinnati here, Matt. Um, now, this line, you know, I, I took three-and-a-half earlier in the week. I would take plus three. I know it's two-and-a-half at some places. If you don't like the Cincinnati plus three or you don't have three, again, you could tease that game. I think that's an excellent teaser game. Or you could play the Bengals over their team total of 23-and-a-half, might be 24 in some places. If T. Higgins plays, Higgins, Boyd, and Chase, are all in the top 25% of the league in terms of yards per route run. Cincinnati's got a very dynamic uh, uh, offense there with those receivers. And uh, we know Zedaria Smith is out. We now know Jared Alexander's out. Kevin King's going to play. Matt, I think you could play cornerback maybe better than Kevin King back there. So, you know, the Packers' depth is really getting challenged right now. And with these three quality receivers, I think Cincinnati's going to be able to throw all over the field on the Packers. Yeah, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers probably aren't going to get stopped for the most part. And so that if you want to play the team total, team total over for Cincinnati mm-hmm. or possibly a teaser, maybe that's a safer bet. But I have no problems playing plus three. Josh Kelly, the center, is out for the Packers. We know Bakhtiari is already out. I don't know if Jenkins will play. Uh, so, and Cincinnati's defense is vastly better than Green Bay's. Uh, maybe Green Bay's offense is slightly better, but Cincinnati more than makes up for that on the defensive side. Uh, I like the Bengals to win this game outright. Uh, and, and, again, you could play the team total or on a teaser, uh, and I think those are all excellent plays in this game as well. All right. I'm almost 50, Scott. If I could play corner better than Kevin King at this point, that's a sad <laughs> statement. Uh, quite an insult to Kevin King. How about uh, in the last couple minutes? I want to get your thoughts on the game of the week, Bills, Chiefs. Aaron Renning said play it over 56-and-a-half. Scott, I'm not sure if you have a play on this game, but if you do, how would you play it? Uh, I did play Buffalo in a teaser earlier this week. I do make the number, I think, about 16-and-a-half points, so I, there's value on the over from that standpoint. I don't love to play uh, you know, totals that high over, although this is one of those. I mean, this Kansas City defense is not good. We're going to find out a little bit more about Buffalo and their defense because the Kansas City offense has been outstanding this year. Uh, but my numbers do support about 16-and-a-half points, so they would they would certainly uh, support an over like ER has in this game. And uh, I played Buffalo in a teaser uh, as well. I think getting eight-and-a-half points against this bat of a Kansas City defense uh, has some value as well. Six Cents NFL is the Twitter handle. Scott, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. All right, you too. Thanks, guys. Scott Kellen, the whiz. Scott's off to a hot start in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're underway, by the way. Corbin Burns on the hill. First pitch is in. So NLDS underway between the Milwaukee. Uh, I was going to say the Milwaukee Braves and the Atlanta Brewers. Other way around. And uh, still 4-4. LaRusa getting it on social media, Matt Humans. Yeah. I, I don't think Tony LaRusa knows what social media is. So uh, <laughs> he's, that's not going to bother him. He doesn't know what Uber is, too. Nice uh, play by Jose Altuve. Diving grab. The 4-4, top of the six. Would you say the momentum is in favor of the Houston it's Astros? It's definitely switched point, in right? the Astros. Oh, state. man, you always want momentum, especially in the playoffs. All right, we'll recap best bets, see if humans has anything for the weekend as well. We'll wrap up the card, too, in the National Football League. It's Football Friday here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcenter.com. Check out those betting splits. They're current, updated every second. New feature gives you insights where the money and the bets are moving for every game. Betting splits are another way. vcen's here to make you smarter, better, available for money line, over, under, and against the spread. Bets, check it out today, vcen.com. Upper right-hand corner, betting resources. Click that thing down, bam, bottom of it, betting splits. All right, Matt Humans. best bets for the weekend as we head into it. Uh, no change for me, the four National Football League plays uh, that we had the other day. Should have 49ers plus five and a half up there, but regardless, I can tell you that. Chiefs minus two and a half, Giants plus seven, Browns plus one and a half. Got the worst of the number. Moved uh, in favor of the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, you got the best of the number in the Niners game. That, yep. that hook disappeared off the five, so uh, I took 49ers plus five. Anyway, you're, sum up your best bets again. Uh, 49ers plus that five and a half, not up there, but the Browns plus one and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me, Giants plus seven, and Chiefs minus two and a half. Those are the four for me into the weekend. You got that nasal drip today. What's going on? <clears throat> Sorry. Wild night last night. <laughs> All right. Uh, NFL best bets for me. Steelers minus one. I was the Steelers this week thinking that Teddy B was not going to play. It looks like Teddy Bridgewater's got a decent chance to get on the field. I'll bet against the Broncos anyway. They have so many injured starters. Uh, they're in bad shape going to Pittsburgh this week. And I don't think you're going to find a more desperate team in the NFL than the Steelers this yep. week. And a lot of times, as Troy Aikman said it last night in the, on the broadcast, a lot of times in the NFL – you want to look for the more desperate team in that spot. And he thought it was the Rams last night. This week, it's definitely the Steelers in this game in Pittsburgh. And uh, I think the perception of Pittsburgh may be a little bit worse than the team actually is right now. Hey, they beat the uh, world champion Buffalo Bills, JVT. The best team in the NFL, yeah. right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going with the Steelers. The Chiefs minus two and a half, Giants plus seven, and 49ers plus five, and uh, obviously going against those two teams in the NFC getting a lot of hype right now, and the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Uh, seven and a half was a better play on the Giants, but that disappeared early in the week. I still like the Giants in the road dog role here. And uh, the Niners, I think Trey Lance is going to play well against that Arizona defense. And uh, I, I do think the 49ers are going to have a much better game plan to contain Kyler Murray than what the Rams had yeah. a week ago. It was pretty embarrassing the way the Rams uh, failed to defend Kyler Murray. So Steelers, Chiefs, Giants, and 49ers on the NFL side for me. 10-5 and five for the season. What else you got college-wise? What do you add? I've got five games in the uh, college side right now, and uh, I'll probably add a few more by tomorrow. I was just doing my plays for the William Hill contest, college contest. But um, I didn't play Stanford tonight as a 13-point okay. dog against Arizona State. I thought this number was inflated at anything over 10. I made the number 10, but I liked, I liked the Cardinal. I was on them last week when they took down the Ducks. And I, I, Is that why it's inflated, you think, the letdown spot here? For well, Stanford? I do think there's a little bit of a letdown spot, but there could be the same for Arizona State That's after the point. big yep. win at UCLA last week in the Rose Bowl. And Arizona State still has been, aside from that second-half explosion against Bruins last week, it still has been a slow-starting offensive team. 
And Jalen Daniels has been a little bit disappointing outside of that uh, one stretch against UCLA last week. So I, I, st- I, I like the Stanford team, and uh, this number's inflated, I think, like I said, anything over 10. I took 13 tonight in that Pac-12 game in Tempe. Also took Texas plus 3.5, New Mexico State plus 32, LSU plus 3.5, and, and Nebraska plus 3.5. And, a half. and um, the hooks are disappearing off uh, those threes on some of those dogs this week. But I think uh, all those dogs are live to win outright, obviously, talking about the Longhorns, the Tigers, and the Cornhuskers. Mm-hmm. And speaking of flat spots, Nevada Wolfpack in one off yep. that win at Boise. And this New Mexico State offense, nobody's going to notice anything with New Mexico State. <laughs> but the offense has shown some life. Jonah Johnson, quarterback, put it in the air 44 times last week, threw for 300 yards. So even if uh, New Mexico State get, gets its doors blown off in this game, you do have backdoor potential. I like that play. At anything at 31 or better. Like it. Dig it. All right. With that, let's clean up the schedule in the National Football League. You don't have any college best No, friends? nothing in college. Okay. Nothing in college. Recalibrate By this the way, and look at I went stuff. two and six in college football last week. I was feeling pretty bad about that. Yeah. And um, I looked and saw two of the guys I liked the most in terms of college football analysts, Stanford Steve and the Bear, mm-hmm. when it combined two and ten last week. There you go. A lot of, a lot of guys had a rough uh, Saturday. And it, the two worst plays I had were those two dead dogs in the SEC, yep. Ole Miss and Arkansas. Always feel misery loves company, right? Was it last week for me in the NFL, well, too? I was sitting around. I was like, man, this stinks. Then we both came in two or three in the for a lot of us. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's go through a couple of these games. So we talked a little bit about this, but it's it, worth noting today just to update officially. Once it, We haven't seen the official word yet, but Jimmy Garoppolo yet again, uh, not at practice. It, it's going to be Trey Lance this weekend for the San Francisco 49ers. I think it would surprise, I guess, some people that the market's moving in the direction of San Francisco but with the news. But we're down to four and a half here. It's a couple of spots. FanDuel's got four and a half, a couple of other spots, but fives are dominating the board. Wouldn't be surprised to see Arizona go down to four and a half by the time we get to the weekend, humans. It just seems like a better spot for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think from a matchup perspective, seems a lot better with their running game against a front seven that has been very soft against the run-up to this point of the year. And you mentioned it. Edge talent, much better for San Francisco than it was for a team like L.A. last week. They'll play and contain, I think, Kyler Murray much better than the Los Angeles Rams did. So all of that being said, that's why I'm on the San Francisco 49ers here. And we get that, what is that, the reverse line movement? How about that? 88% of the, look at the lopsided play on the Cardinals. And yet, moving in the direction of the San Francisco 49ers. Huh? <laughs> well, you're going to have that this week. I think you're going to have lopsided play on the Cardinals and the Cowboys in the NFC. So I'm going to play against them both. But also for matchup reasons, not just for solely that reason, because the public is betting uh, the favorites. I, I, I actually think Trey Lance is going to play well in this game. And Kyle Shanahan's pretty good at scripting uh, plays for a quarterback like Lance. I think he's going to set it up for him to have success early in this game. And uh, you go back and watch the tape of Jimmy Garoppolo in his past couple games. He's made a lot of throws that were really, really poor throws. And more throws that could have been or should have been picked off than what actually were. I think he's been uh, actually playing pretty poorly at the quarterback position. That's why, to me, Trey Lance actually could be a step up. Yeah, they left a lot on the the, yeah. the field, especially in that first half. And that defense was actually the first four drives for Seattle in that the, uh, in that San Francisco Seattle game. There were three and outs. Like the defense was great. Then you can only do so much for so long until you start to break. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They well, end up losing that. Niners game. did not take advantage of their opportunity to blow that game open. And, and then the second half, Russell Wilson finally wakes up, and the, yep. the Seahawks. Uh, Stole that game from the Niners. But I, I, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think, has been playing well. So uh, take my shot with Trey Lance, and I know you will too here catching the points. So one game I didn't really have a read on here, New Orleans and Washington. We've had uh, a line move. Actually, and this has been moving since the look ahead. So Westgate opened this, New Orleans won, moved to one and a half, took it off the board for Sunday's games, reopened it a pick, mm-hmm. right back up to two, two and a half, and that's where we're at market-wide, depending on where you look. I don't think I was overly impressed with Washington. Again, their defense last week showing a lot of holes. They get that J.D. McKissick 30-yard touchdown essentially to walk it off against the Atlanta Falcons, but still allowing Matt Ryan to post one of his best games for touchdowns to interceptions. I think that this is one where if you're looking at the Saints who are starting to lean a little bit more into that two-quarterback system with Taysom Hill, this looks like a spot where the offense could start to find some consistency here for New Orleans, given that the football team has been one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. Taysom Hill had a hell of a run last week. Yeah. That was a phenomenal play. But in general, I cannot stand what Sean Payton's doing with Taysom Hill. Yeah. You put him in the game. You pull Jameis Winston off the field. The defense knows what's going to happen. It's Taysom Hill on a bull rush to the right side of the line. Yeah. Power runs. Nine out of ten times. Anyway, 
I, I think we were talking about the most disappointing units in the NFL they're heading into week five, the Washington defense got to be near the top of the list. Absolutely. I would completely agree, especially after what they did last year. But it gives a little bit more credence to the theory. Your defense is only as good as the offense you faces. And they face some pretty decent offenses up mm-hmm. to this point. They have been exposed quite a bit. Titans and Jags. I got to say it. Um, I don't think I would punt on Jacksonville just because of what's going on with the Urban Meyer. They're up to a four-and-a-half-point underdog with a total of 48-and-a-half, and it's purely just on the Titans really are not that good. You saw it last week against uh, Zach Wilson of the Jets. I mentioned it. I'll do it one more time. Four-to-five four on throws, 20 or more yards downfield for Zach Wilson. Secondary has a lot of problems if you're the Tennessee Titans, and Trevor Lawrence is coming off of his best game as a pro. Yeah. Looked a lot more comfortable in that offense, and they've had extra time to get ready for this game. I Just, uh, just because of what's going on with Urban Meyer, I get it's been a distraction, but I don't think I would intend necessarily punt on everything Jacksonville, but the market's uh, on Tennessee and not surprising. Well, this, the thing that makes this game tough for me is I don't like to back the Titans as road favorites. Right. What happened to the Titans last week as road favorites? We weren't even close to it. That was pathetic. 93% and, of the handle on the Titans minus four. In most cases here, I would look to bet against the Jaguars because I think the Urban Meyer situation has been a monster distraction this week. I don't think he knows what the hell he's doing anyway at the NFL level. I agree with you. Trevor Lawrence did look a lot better but I, I still don't see enough of a buy sign with the Jaguars here. So an easy pass for me on this game. Uh, apparently, by the way, it, to uh, give a little legs to the distraction thing, Jaguars the other day in practice broke a huddle by yelling grind. A lot of people think that's a reference to the young woman grinding on one Urban Myers. Okay. Uh, Patriots and Texans. Uh, <laughs> Patriots getting some respect or lack thereof for the Texans in this spot. Nine-point favorite with a total of 39 and a half. I just I don't know if the Patriots offense has it in them to cover a number like this, do they? Well, they could get a defensive score. Plenty of ways the uh, the yeah. Patriots cover it. Davis Mills has been a disaster. Yeah. It's safe to say he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. Very safe to say. Uh, I think the Patriots win this game. No, I'm not going to lay the nine. I think you'd have to play it on a teaser if you play it. All right, we're all done. And we share sentiments, as we know. Chiefs minus two and a half this coming weekend against the Buffalo Bills. Good NFL schedule, though, man. There's a lot of good games yeah. this coming weekend in the National Football League. So hopefully when we're back here on the opening lines on Sunday night, we're in good moods, as are you. We'll see you then. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.